Beloved, we will like to introduce to you one of our latest book releases. Titled, The Greatest Word from the Greatest Man, authored by Chimdi Ohahuna. This book unveils the greatest word that ever mattered to the destiny of mankind. The truth of the redemptive work of Christ is presented in its simple and astoundingly profound format. The greatest word from the greatest man is especially good for new additions to the family of God. That is, babes in Christ. It offers deep, clear, and simple knowledge of God's love, the God-man Jesus and his purpose, the dead man owed God and its settlement. It is highly recommended for every believer in Christ. Order a copy today via Amazon. Beloved, you are listening to Grace Life Komi Podcast, a platform commissioned by God to raise men into completeness in Christ Jesus. We believe that you will be blessed beyond measure as you give yourself wholly to this divinely inspired teaching. Through God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna. Grace to you, Jesus is Lord. Welcome back. We are looking at um, reasons why we have to thank God. Um, the reasons are in the name of me, praise God. But we have been um, just looking at the little that we can look at, trusting the Lord to keep making us understand why we have to keep thanking Him. Um, why we have to keep praising Him, praise God forevermore. This is why we have to praise God. And we have been looking at the reasons they are in the name of me. And, um, but we are just seeing looking at them, reasons why we have to praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Alright, the last time we left up on um, we are to praise God because um, He is our strength and our shield and, um, and our help. Psalm 28 verse 7 is our strength, our shield and our help. And um, that verse of scripture in the last study we understood what it means for him to be our shield for a while we're looking at him being our strength amen to jesus amen. and we understood quite a lot um and um the tangle for what we have learned now we're looking at we looked at him and the last study on him being our shield and um that was a very great one for us. Praise God forevermore. Psalm 28, verse 7, King James Version said, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiced, and with my soul will I praise him. Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am what? Helped. We've understood him being our political, our social, and our um, material. Um, strength, amen to Jesus. We've understood him being um, our might. We've understood him being our material or physical strength. We've understood him being our personal strength, amen to Jesus. Um, let's go back to studies and just see reasons why we have to keep praising the Lord. Some of the times um, we look at the things we go through in life and we feel that actually was a need praising God. But if you look at what is happening, you will see that what is actually happening as a child of God, I'm not talking about an unbeliever, a child of God, everything currently happening in your life, the devil is not having a few days. Are you know what I'm saying? God is behind it. Now, um, I was 
the minister dropped something in my heart this morning. He said, most of the times, when you ask God to lead you, he leads you by allowing challenges from your way. And you may not see it in that life. Most of the time, when challenges come out, we see it as the devil. That's the problem with Christians. When challenges come out, we just see the devil. And that's why over the years, you discover that the church has placed so much emphasis on the devil. The church has been able to amplify the devil and then um, simplify God. Is it that we are amplifying the devil and simplifying God? Or amplifying the devil and mystifying God? So, we make God so much of a mystery. You know, we hear words like mysteries. Mysteries. You see, the greatest mystery is Christ. And he has been revealed. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? He has been revealed. <laughs> Praise God more. That's the greatest mystery. There's nothing God is hiding again. There's nothing God is holding again. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything about God has been revealed. Has been revealed in Christ Jesus. So there's no mystery one again that is hidden from us. Anything that remains hidden is because we chose to allow it to remain hidden. Proverbs 25 verse 2. There's a glory of God to consider the matter. And the end of things to do what? Search out the matter for you are kings and priests. That says you are changing generation, the royal priesthood, the peculiar people. So when we got to the land, I'm sure for the glory of him who has called you have to his mother's life. You are kings, so your responsibility is to, is to, is to search. Are you getting what I'm saying? Set the silver for him, then you think you have eternal life. Amen to Jesus. Second, we need to say to Shira, I said, I pray to God, they walk now. We do not want to be ashamed of serving. That is the value of word of truth. So our responsibility is to search. There is nothing that God is hiding again. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no mystery in scriptures that God is hiding from us again. If he, if, Bible says, if he could give his only son to us, how then shall he know now what? Freely give us what? Or if he could reveal Jesus to us, there is nothing God has to hide again. Jesus said, Philip, how, 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 how are you asking me she was the father? When I've been here with you all the while. If you have seen me, you have seen the father. The face of God is no longer hidden like he hid to Moses again. The face of God has been revealed in the person of Jesus. So God is not hiding anything again. There's no mystery again. There's no mystical thing about God. There's no mystery about God. It has not been revealed in the person of Christ. So when we tell people to reveal Christ as teachers of the word of God, they want to add it. The more we try to... to to, to simplify what has already been simp- simplified, you at the end of the day, you make a mess of the whole thing. Just allow the revealed Christ to go and simplify himself to people. Reveal Christ and you go and simplify himself in their marriage. Reveal Christ and you go and simplify themselves himself in their finances. Whatever, in every area, you think that they need help. Reveal Christ to them and he will help them in that area. That's just a simple truth. Over the years, I've come to understand this and I have accepted it as the truth. I'm only days, I, I picked up a material. I, I, I studied accounting. I worked in the Fund for Fund Management Organization. I read books on money. I used the literature I could read. And after that, the Lord told me, He said, I said, Go, what am I going through what I'm going through? And in a, in a dream, I saw somebody told me, and He said, You have been listening to the wrong people. I said, Listen to the wrong people. I've been reading my Bible. I've read books of finance. And I didn't understand. But when I stood up, I thought that this was what I understood clearly. It was those my books of finance that were almost complicating my life for me. So what did I do? I packed them. They are not bad, please, don't get me wrong. I packed them and I took them in my Bible and I started reading. And it has been a great worthwhile journey ever since then, till now. Praise God forevermore. Now, so I picked up the material and I began to read it again. I was like, let me just read. I've had it in my tablet for years. Yes, and I've never read it. So I picked it up and I was like, okay, let me read it. It was just how many pages? When I finished reading, I said, come, this thing I've read it before. And we know these principles. In fact, one of the basics of which these principles to be applicable is that you must have some. I say, even that thing, I don't have it. So, how can I apply the principle? And I said, God, I agree. I dumped it and I kept it back. Let's continue our journey for where we stop, Lord. 
We are, we are, we are, I didn't stop either anyway. Let's continue again. What am I trying to tell us? God has revealed everything to us. And most of the times, we don't understand the place of praising because we think there's not, there are things that are still mystical. There are things that are still hidden to us that we cannot understand. But if you see Christ, you understand. Once you see Christ, you understand everything. And so most of the time, when we pray the Lord to lead us, the Lord leads us through challenges. The Bible says there's never come a problem that is not common to men. But the Lord, from the same problem, will make a word real estate. God does not give us problems. But God allows problems to come our way. There's a permissive part of God, and there is a word, provision part of God. The provision part of God is what He gives to us. The permissive part of God is what He allows to come to us. Now, for children of God, we must, we must enjoy those two parts. They are enjoyable. They are enjoyable. And let me tell you something. Even for the unbelievers, they are also, he also does that. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. It's the Lord that gives it to all. Rain is a blessing. Are you getting what I'm saying? So both the just and the unjust receive the provision of rain to them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, but when the unjust, when the unjust remain in their ways, are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says the, life, the wicked man shall not live up to half of his days. When the unjust man remains in his ways, God now does what? He, he can no longer stay in the place of provision of um of um, a level of protection for him. So what does God do? God allows for what? For destruction to come his way. It is not going to be destroyed. The Lord does not kill and make alive. The Lord makes alive. He doesn't kill. But he can when a wicked man has chosen to be wicked, he has told the Lord God, I don't need your provision of what? Protection any longer. So what will God do? God will not force protection on us. The only thing he forces on us is what? Love. And in his love, when you say you don't want, one of the proofs of love is that love does not force his will on people. You know what I'm saying? God so loved that he forced, he gave his love to us. He released the love. Without we say we don't want, without affirmation, he blessed Adam. Without affirmation, he gave us love. But the reception of love, he cannot force us to receive. You know what I'm saying? We still have a part to play in receiving. And so what God does is simply, when he, he, he has provided the love and everything without even our request, that is forceful giving of love. When the wicked man says doesn't want to accept God's love, what does that God do? God has to oblige to his request. And God allows for what? For destruction to come his way. God does not destroy. The devil is a destroyer. Are you get what I'm saying? But he can allow the destroyer when the individual in question does not want his word, his protection. Praise God forevermore. And so that's how it applies the provision and the permission of God. That's how I apply to the wicked. Are you get what I'm saying? But for the child of God, the provision and the permission of God applies in God providing us with his love, with his provisions, all good things, all that pertains to life and godliness, praise God forevermore. And then permission is when he allows temptation, when he allows tra- um, challenges to come our way. Amen. The purpose of that trial, the Bible says, um, it says, um, it says we should not be, we should not be, uh, we should not be um, deserting when we go through trials and tribulation. So for the trial of our faith, what? Working what? Patience. And let patience happen. So the reason why God will permit um, um, the trials and challenges to come away is because of the trial of our faith. He wants to be worked on for patience to be what? Produced. So when, when we ask the Lord, lead me most of the times, we are actually telling him, Lord, allow some challenges come my way. And all of this is just for the trial of our faith. And, and the purpose of this is to produce patience. And if you walk with the Lord over sometimes, you will look back and say, Ah, Lord, thank you for that challenge. If you didn't come, look at... Ah. You see, over the years, I've learned that 
a man's life does not consist of the abundance of his creation. Some of these scriptures you don't understand them until until God allows challenges come your way. It is some experiences in life that makes you understand this. Are you getting what I'm saying? I've learned this and I'm still learning it. Praise God forevermore. And I've also learned that for you to be able to be positioned to live by faith, God has to allow some challenges come your way for you to be positioned to live by what? By faith. And so, for the child of God, you see, there's nothing evil that happens to us. Let me go, there's nothing even bad that happens to us. Praise God forevermore. Both the things that God provides and the things that He permits, they are all for our good. That's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, and all, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God. To them who are called according to his what? Purpose. Why does he work together for good? Because he permits, he provides, and he what? Permits. If he doesn't permit, it will not come. I get what I'm saying. Now, what this if it is not a permission, it's a provision. If it's not a permission, it's a provision. And anything evil cannot be a provision of God. The Bible says every good and perfect will come from what? From the Lord. So it's not possible for evil to be a divine provision. No. It's not possible for bad to be a divine provision. No. But challenges can be divine permissions. And the purpose of divine permissions is for what? Our faith to produce what? Patience. And it's for our own good. It makes you mature in the things of God. It makes you mature in the operations of life. It makes you mature in your relationship with people. And it makes you mature in life on a general note. Praise Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. And so these are many of the things you need to understand. You know, and then we can actually praise God the way we have to praise God. When we understand this truth, our lives will be filled with praise. I know it is not easy. You see, um, I thought that by this time, I would have been past some trainings in life. But I'm feeling them. Are you know what I'm saying? And so I believe that the reason why God allows training to last longer is because there are some people that have to be blessed by your long training. Yeah, there are some people that have to be blessed. Some people cannot relate with some people at this phase of their life. Because, like somebody once said, they said, Minister of the Gospel, when you are past the phase of life, it's very difficult for you to relate with people at that phase of life. Are you know what I'm saying? And come up with the fact that it's not their fault that they cannot tell stories. You can't remember some stories. Number one, number two. So long as you're not feeling the pain again, you cannot best communicate it. I get what I'm saying. So the best they can do is give you principles. But some of the time, application of principles is not easy when you're in a situation. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. But we must understand these principles of um, of God's word. That God operates in provision and permission. He provides and he permits. Both of them are to our advantage and to our good and to make us who God wants us to be. And we should always be praiseful. That's the reason why Bible says walk in the spirit. Say if we therefore walk in the spirit, we never live in the spirit of God, walk in the spirit. Say, and he said, walk in the spirit and cannot fulfill the, 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 the desires of the flesh. That's the reason why as a child of God, your life is supposed to be spirit led. Spend time praying in the Holy Spirit. Spend, invest time studying the word of God. Spend time talking to God. You see, I woke up this morning and I just said, Lord, lead me. That prayer does not look good, is that also? It also we pray as a family every day, again you know I'm saying. But I just forgot and say, Lord, please lead me. It was as simple as a decision of an invitation. Are you know what I'm saying? And since yesterday, you know, 
Pastor has been saying, I'm not doing it. I'm just, and the, and the answer, I'm looking at that, I'm looking at me. He said, okay, she will decide, she will decide. I didn't, know what, I didn't know what to do. But as I woke up this morning, I said, Lord, lead me. I slept, I was sad as they slept, woke up, hoping that I would lift up with the invitation. And I woke up and I said, Lord, lead me. That's what the prayer prayed. Lord, sometimes, you know, we don't think of prayer, we think it's something big, heavy, and something long. A prayer of one second can carry more weight than a prayer of a hundred seconds. A simple prayer can carry more weight than a loud prayer. I just said, Lord, lead me. And as I made that prayer, I just could get clarity. And I could communicate to Pastor, and she was like, exactly, that's true. Lord, lead me. Because I know one thing very sure is that God loves me and he loves everything about me. Are you know what I'm saying? And he doesn't want me making mistakes. He doesn't want me making dangerous mistakes. Are you know what I'm saying? He doesn't want me messing up my health, my, my, my sanity and everything. So God will lead me to ensure those things. In fact, are you know what I'm saying? Praise God. As I just said, Lord, lead me. And then I could get clarity. The Lord led me. But in addition, the Lord also led me again. To make me understand, because a while ago I was asking God, God, see, 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 see what has happened. See what has happened. See what has happened. God, see, 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 see. I, I, I was telling him so many things. I made it look like I've, I've, I've fallen so much. Lord, I've fallen so much. Lord, this is not, this is not the level I was before. But this morning, if you get to know inside my spirit, that even my challenges are ways of leading me. That there are many things I don't need that I was putting around me. And he knows I don't need them. And he has a new set. If he tells me, how will he tell me dispose of this thing? Are you getting what I'm saying? When my God by force is told me to dispose of one, are you getting what I'm saying? How will I tell me to dispose of some things that I was carrying, guarding around me? Funny enough, some of the things, and if I, if I leave them now, there's no problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? But he knows that they were not there. How will he not tell me dispose of this thing? And I will be. When in quotes, I don't need the money from it. You know what I'm saying? Like a man of God said, he said, dispose of scraps. Now, it's not easy to know what scrap is. When, when you are not in that situation, it's not easy to know what scrap is. When you are in a new situation, even scrap will become assets to you. But when you get into that situation, that you know what is asset and what is scrap. Not even liability said. What is asset and what is... Because most of the time, scrap don't look like scrap. You know this asset and you know this crap. It looks like antique. Asset look like antique. So it doesn't look like assets to you. Crap looks like antique sometimes. They look like assets to you. But it takes God allowing some things to come away that will make you define, differentiate between an asset and a scrap. And an asset and a lovely, sorry, an antique and a scrap. Praise God for the more. Hallelujah to Jesus. It reminds us of how um, um, the first building the Lord did for us. How for about 10 years, we didn't know what to do with it. 10 years. It was all really bushes. I didn't know what to do. We wanted the son of God. We allow not allow of God. What do we do with this beauty? I didn't know what to do. Ha! It's not generating money. And it's just there tied down. I hate anything that ties me down. That's one thing about me. Financially, I hate it. I hate it. If I don't need it, I dispose of it. Well, what do we do? Because 10 years after, the Lord began to show us what to do with it. And he's generating money now. 
Sometimes working with the law could be very difficult, very very confusing, because you don't know. There are people who have tied a lot of things in their lives down because they don't understand how God operates. And you see, the purpose of such teachings is to make us understand these things and then help us praise God. Amen to Jesus. So we understood that God is our strength, is our mind, um, which is our material or physical strength, our personal or social or political strength. Praise God forevermore. We've understood that. And then we also understood that the Lord is our shield. We enjoyed the Lord being our shield. In other words, He surrounds us. Amen to Jesus. We understood also that He, he prevents the direct impact of satanic um, arsenals unleashed against us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Prevents the direct impact. Direct impact. Direct impact. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. He prevents it. And we, we, we understood that many of the vibrations we see in life, all of the vibrations we see in life, all of the things we go through life are simply vibrations because the real impact is not what came. And when I see the bomb shelter, understand when the people go into a bomb shelter, when the bomb hits, they vibrate. There's not even more. But what the real impact, if you had touched them, they will not be shouting for vibration. When all the things we are crying for, God, oh God, oh God, is simply vibration because the shield is shading us. Our buckler, our shelter is shading us. And so, there is only vibrations we feel. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Only vibrations we feel. Amen to Jesus. Amen. So long as we are still alive, it's only vibrations we are feeling. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even as a child of God, when you go to be with the Lord, even the devil cannot sneak you. He cannot take you. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So the Lord is our... Uh, and the word, she also means, is our defense. Is our defense. Is our defense. I like this word. Is our defense. You see, um, when somebody defends you, you don't need to fight the battle. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. When you have a defense mechanism, you don't need to fight the battle. You don't need to. Um, there's in, in, um, in, in, in martial arts, there's something called. Um, martial arts is called self-defense with God forevermore um, and then self-defense is is the act of defending yourself praise God forevermore is the act of defending yourself from somebody now somebody who does not have uh, the skill of martial arts he cannot defend himself he discovered that even not only martial arts weapons are you getting what I'm saying weapons are actually they are meant to be used for self-defense when somebody does not have self-defense and he to defend himself when he's attacked, he is very what? Very vulnerable. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. When the person is attacked, is vulnerable. You can just finish the person. You know? So even the weapons used for self defense, the uh, martial arts, in fact, um, those in the military, they teach them how to use the weapon and they also teach them hand combat. And you have things like knives around. So, paraventure, you are disarmed of your gun. And you have to survive. And the, the need for hand combat comes in. You use hand combat. And then, if you have, you have, if you have to use your knife, you use your, your dagger. Are you getting what I'm saying? So the purpose of defense is to prevent attack. And to prevent destruction. Praise God forevermore. Now, so when the Lord, is, the Lord being a shield, means the Lord prevents us from being attacked. And the Lord prevents us from being destroyed. Are we together? The Bible says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his own people. 
to prevent attack and to prevent destruction. And many of the times, as Christians, we don't understand what this means because we are still breathing. Are you getting what I'm saying? That the world if you see what the devil mounted up against you, you should have known how much God defended you. Now, even when you have a bad dream, it is a, it's just a show of in your mental realm what the devil has been attacking you physically from. The Bible says a dream comes through multitude of business. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, when you've had a lot of business in the day, it will reflect in your night as dream. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so, if you had a dream and you saw that, so, that you were dead, it just tells you that during the daytime, there was a literal arrow of death shot at you. You might not have even noticed it. You might not even have seen anything to show that there was an arrow of death. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, some people say there was an accident, I escaped an accident. If you escape an accident, eh? If you escape an accident, you actually minus the defense of God. You actually would have even died before the accident happened. Are you know what I'm saying? So what you see in the dream, what you see in the escape of an accident is a show of what God has defended you from. And it means that God used his weapons to defend you, which are the Lord's hosts. Are you know what I'm saying? The Lord is the Lord of hosts. He uses the host to defend. God determines what to use. You cannot, you cannot define God's definition. You cannot use, uh, uh, sorry, defense. You cannot restrict God's defense. If you don't want to use fly, use flies. If they want to use um, 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 brimstone, use brimstone. If they want to use the oxygen cell, he uses it. God defends with what he, wanted, what he wants to use to defend. And nobody can actually define his defense mechanism. Praise God for So every time we see an, every time we see something like a bad dream, it's not a time to wake up and start casting and binding. It's a time to wake up and first thank God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because if you had a dream that you were in the coffin and you woke up, <laughs> it's the first proof to show that what? That you are that that the devil's arsenal against you could not work. So the first thing is to thank the Lord. If you had a dream that you had a last day, the first thing is to what thank the if the thing. If the devil, sometimes when I have bad, I tell them, but I say, what, what kind of cowardice is this? You could not come and attack me physically. You now come in a dream. If you are not a cowardice, women fight physically. Are you getting what I'm saying? Not um, from the back. Amalekite attack. Or from um, um, they, they, they go and arrange somebody to come and fight you and they do as if they don't know you. Um, and the people attack. Real men will come face to face and fight with you. So the devil has to follow dream to fight you. It means that he's afraid of you. Why? Because your defender is defending. He's defending you. Your defender is defending you, so he's afraid. He can't try physically. He has to try to use dream. And you don't understand what is happening. So you wake up and you are shaking, you are fidgeting. Hey, hey, hey. I saw myself in the coming. Hey, hey. And somebody now calls you and confirms your dream to you. Hey, it's all over. And nothing now calls and says, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Somebody, the devil will not plant moles everywhere to make sure that he, he finally uses the, the, his, his instrument of fear to make you receive his nonsense. If he has the only to face your defender, he should come physically. So come and face your defender. Come physically. If he comes physically, the worst of his going to try spiritually. The worst of his going to try spiritually. If he tries physically, spiritually, he cannot do nine times to be so good. And you must start fidgeting. The two realms that have the strongest, the strongest means of attack are 
the spiritual realm, which God gave within them. And even the physical realm, are you getting what I'm saying? Then it flows to the spirit, uh, soul realm, are you getting me? But these two realms are the realms of, let me use the word, our major consciousness. Your spirit man is conscious to the spirit of God, are you getting what I'm saying? Your, your body is conscious to your sensual realm. We are less soul conscious. We are less soul conscious. We are more physically conscious. Maybe, uh, more, more physically conscious. And then as we go in, 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 in as we so, uh, um, surrender our souls to our spirit, we become more spiritually conscious and it affects our soul. So the devil comes to your soul realm and comes to trouble you and you are forgetting. Because you don't understand that the reason why he's using soul realm is because he has failed spiritually, he has failed physically, and he has to look for an access to you. Fear torments. The moment he can have an access to your soul, he can be able to establish what he has failed doing physically and spiritually. So you don't understand this and you start forgetting, you start you wake up from the bathroom and now it is to cast and buy for the next three hours. No, sir. He has failed spiritually, physically, and he's trying the last approach he can use. What do you do? You rise up and thank God for God giving you victory in spiritual and physical realm first. Two over three is what? You are ninety percent gone in the in the victory. Are you know what I'm saying? You know? Then at the end of the day. You are good to go. Leave him with. When you thank the Lord, you finish thanking him. You just spend one hour thanking the Lord, praising the Lord. That spend one hour binding the devil. Uh, you see, one of the things the devil wants to do is wants to make himself important in our lives. And we should not give him that place. When the Bible says, give no place to the devil, some of us feel it by, you know, preventing sin and fornication and all. Uh, no! Give no place to the devil means do not give him a place in your mind. Don't exalt him. Don't amplify him. Stop making him feel that he's the one behind anything in your life. Or stop making your prayer full of the devil and empty of Christ. He fails in the spiritual realm, he fails in the physical realm, and he wants to come and use the soul realm to torment you, and then you wake up and you're not giving that audience, you're giving that preference, you're giving that what again. You're not making him feel like he's a god. You make him feel important. And pray on him for for one hour. You see, with authority, you don't need to bind the devil with more than one decree. With authority. Maybe your authority, you don't need to bind the devil with more than one decree. Are you know what I'm saying? One decree. I remember after the Lord did some things some weeks ago, I began to have some stupid bad dreams. I'm like, this thing is not permitted to come. They're not going to come. They're not permitted to come. And then when I said, I have been, when I said, I said, it's not permitted to come. I said, nonsense. This is nonsense. No, I don't, I don't, I, I, I refuse this. No, this is nonsense. And I'll tell you why. And I remember, okay. It's a favorable attack for what happened. You know what I'm saying? I said, okay. And I remember, uh, what's the name of this man of God again? Um, Mr. Samuel, that saw him, he went to India and he saw a, a fetish priest doing an incantation and pouring blood into the mouth of a bullfrog. And he heard the priest without the man's permission. But that the demon has to accept, the, the man himself has to be willing to be delivered before deliverance can happen. But there's a level of power and authority that makes you override even the man's decision. That realm is not narrow. Uh, it's not narrow. Are you know what I'm saying? And is that realm that we need to come to work so that we stop asking demons questions <laughs> and doing conversation with them? And after them, they address their their duty, their tax, their you know, spend one hour interviewing demon. 
They can know any other sequence and they will be no ghost of you. They will be letters are key. I get what I'm saying. But the revelation of Christ, the Bible says the, 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 the letter can never the word, but the spirit gives it life. Jesus said the word that I speak to you are what? Their spirit and their life. Until it comes from the mouth of Jesus, it is still letter that kills. The devil can take letters that kills and can bamboozle you. But they can never take the words that come from Jesus. Because he has no part in Christ. And Christ has no part in it. But we have a part in Christ. We are heirs of God. And joint heads with Christ Jesus. We are in him. In, in him we live and move and have our being. He is in us the hope of our glory. The hope of glory. And so this revelation of who we are in Christ. And who Christ is in us. Is the knowledge we need to be able to exercise authority. Nothing else again. If you put a thousand scriptures without this revelation. There will be what? More letters that will pose no threat to the devil. That is why it amazes me why Christians we pray for our shouting and shouting using the word of God. No, sir. You don't use the word of God to shout. It says, My word, not as a word, hammer. The word of God is alive and powerful. Hebrews says, The shepherd and only two exodus, piercing through the dividing of the soul and spirit, and setting a deep intent of a man, sir. The word of God is sharp enough to do the work, sir. When you use a sharp sword, the Bible says, If an axe be blunt, in the book of Christ, if an axe be blunt, a man, the, the man will use more effort to do what? To chop down the wood. He says, but, but if it be sharp, then less energy is required. Wisdom is permitted to be direct. The wisdom of God is having the revelation of Christ before you use the letter. Mm. If you are using letter without revelation, so the devil will just enjoy himself. He will excited. Let him start talking again. Let him start talking. The devil is not afraid of people who can memorize scriptures and blah, blah, and, and quote them and quote them and quote them and quote them. And call them. No, 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 no. The devil is afraid of people who have a revelation of who they are in Christ and who Christ is in them. When a sword is sharp, have you seen a samurai sword before? They tell you the level of sharpness is the sharpest sword in the world. Yes, the samurai sword is the sharpest in the world. Very sharp. They tell you how sharp a samurai sword is holding like this and you throw a cloth up and allow the cloth to come on the sword. The cloth cuts on his own accord. It just cuts by itself, like it, as it comes on the sword. This you don't need to apply effort for the sword that is sharp to cut. It's when the sword is not sharp you use effort. When Christians are not sharp in the revelation of Christ, they're using efforts. Efforts. <laughs> Uh, we'll be shouting revelation of Christ. You don't understand. You will pray and fast and fast and pray and fast and pray for what you have used one decree to just do it because you have refused to be sharp. I believe in prayers, I believe in fasting, but I believe when I believe in the revelation of Christ, I believe most of this because it will make my prayer and my fasting uh, produce extraordinary results. The Bible did not say the prayer of the righteous man available for the what? The effectual the effectual fervent prayer. Effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man makes tremendous for ability in his working. So some of the times we place emphasis on prayer, we don't understand that if our prayer is ineffective and if it is not fervent, then there is no result. And what makes our prayer effectual and fervent is the revelation of Christ in us. That makes it effectual and fervent. It's not praying for 10 hours. Not a bad idea. Are you know what I'm saying? It's not shouting. Not a bad idea. If you have this thing, shout. 
If not fasting for three days, twenty days, and not a bad idea. If you have the faith, fast like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if you do any of this, but you don't have the revelation of who Christ is in you and who you are in Christ, then the prayer is not effectual and is not what fervent. Now, so this why are we bringing all of this? Why are we bringing all of this? All of this is important because we need to understand that God is the one who is defending us. Most of the time, when we get into the place of prayer, we go to pray as if we are the ones going to pray. If we say, let us go and do spiritual warfare. The first thing to understand is that for, as a new creation, we are not worrying anything. Jesus has won all the world and finished all the world. We are more than conquerors. You know, this kind of teaching, Christians don't like it because they feel that there's nothing they have to do. There's something you have to do, sir. God will not make you jobless. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And for those who have been used to this, the, 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 the kind of approach towards Christianity, they don't want to accept this truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are not going to fight any war, sir. We are fighting the devil that Jesus has won. You know what I you know what amazes me sometimes? You see some of this, you see some, some preachers, they tell you Jesus has won the battle. And then as they use the same man to say Jesus has won the battle, the next will tell you, let us go and start fighting the warfare. Our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are magically going to be proven and strong. I hear what I'm saying. The fact makes us understand first that it is not that fighting. Because by the world's fighting, it will be carnal. Mm. <laughs> by the world's fighting, it will be carnal. So, it first helps us understand that we are not the world's fighting. Exodus 14, verse 14, I don't know if you should do battle for you, just calm yourself down. It makes us understand that there is one fighting for us, and that is our defender. So, when you exercise your tongue, remember something. Jesus said, all power will give unto me in heaven and on earth. And he said, I give unto you power. Now, remember this thing. The power that was given to us is not our own. Now, so, even though we are using the power set, it's not our power. So, in other words, we're not even fighting of our own. So, that even removes the fact that we are even fighting. Now, let's now understand it finally. That at the end of the day, these weapons of warfare, they are not even carnal. So, they are not physical. So, they are not something we can fight with our physical strength. Then, number two... We now finally understand that these weapons of warfare, they all belong to God. Yeah, yeah Prayer is of God. The word is of God. We use the word in prayer with the revelation of who we are in Christ. Christ is Christ, is of God. Now we say Christ is of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? None of it is of ourselves. Now, so if we are using, since we are using everything that does not belong to us, it helps us understand that we are not one of our own. And now, if the person who gave it to us does not sanction it, it will not work. He said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth, it is. So if you bind on earth and it doesn't want it to be bound in heaven, it will not be bound. And that's about the bounding demons that are not bounding. Why? Because you are bounding and you are binding and binding. And it's not binding it up there. Because that is not the issue you have to be dealing with, sir. You are pursuing an issue that is very important. You are pursuing an issue that is not even affecting you. This is what you are meant to do with the Lord is saying, and you are saying, no, I'm binding the demons in my village. Oh, 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 the, the demons of those are dealing with the people in your village, sir. You are sitting in heavenly places in Christ. What about your powers? You are, you are in Christ, and Christ is in God. What's your problem? Deal with the issues that are more important. You are going to the demons of your village. The demons of your village. Ah, please. God say, please. If we want to go for village crusade, I will bind these demons. <laughs> we want to go for village, I will bind these demons, so we bind them. But on this matter you are talking about, these demons are not the issue. So I'm not going to bind them. I will deal with what is important. 
when we realize what is important. So, if he doesn't bind what we bind, he cannot be bound. If he doesn't lose what we lose, he cannot be. So, at the end of the day, he is the one who is fighting. I don't know who's fighting. Because he bind. And he has to finally bind. Before it is bound. We lose. And he has to finally lose. Before it is loose. So who's the one fighting the battle? With this understanding, sir, we will live a stress-free Christian life. We live a, a life full of praise and thanksgiving. Knowing that Adonai is the one doing what? Fighting for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? To defend means to fight in order to keep safe. Are you getting what I'm saying? To fight. In order. So God is the one fighting to keep us safe. Ah, Yala said, Don't you walk through the valley and through the fire? The fire shall not harm you. Are you know what I'm saying? What? Because he's fighting to keep us safe. I believe in prayers. We pray in the morning, we pray in the evening, pray for divine protection. But after I pray, it's not me that protect myself, sir. My job is to, I always told him when I say, God, my job is to pray. Your job is to answer. (laughs) I've always told him, God, my own part is to pray. Your own part is to what? Answer. I cannot answer my prayer. If I can answer my prayer, I don't need to pray. I know something. If, you, if I can answer my prayer, if I want to drink water, all I need to do, so long as my, oh my body, everything is functional, I go and take water. I don't need to start saying, Lord, Lord, give me water. Lord, when the water is there, or Lord, bring the water for me to drink. No, I get what I'm saying. I go and I take the water to drink. It's when there is no water, I now start saying, God, provide water. Can you get what I'm saying? When the children of Israel went and there was no water, and God was told him, um, Moses, strike the rock, he struck the rock, water came out. Because there was no water. After water came out, did they have to start praying for the Lord to give them water, to, to put water into their mouth? Did they have to do that? No. So our job is to pray when we cannot do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. We cannot do it, we pray. But what we must realize is that we cannot do it. So when we pray, we must allow the doer to do it. And how he does it, when he does it, is up to him. Are you know what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. And so it's very important that we must know that God is the one fighting to keep us safe. The Bible says, He that keepeth Israel neither sleeps nor what? Slumbers. He neither sleeps nor what? Slumbers. He, why will he not sleep nor slumber? Because he's keeping watch over Israel. We, we pray to recognize him as our keeper. We do not pray because we want to activate him to keep us. Now, we pray to recognize him as our defender. We do not pray because we want to activate him to defend us. He says, he that keeps him here, that means he's 24 hours defending. So, is it not my prayer that we not activate him to defend? Before I was formed in my mother's womb, we started defending. The reason my being alive is the proof that he has been defending me. I get what I'm saying. So I don't need to pray for him to defend me. I pray to recognize that he's defending me. Lord, we thank you for defending us. He that keepeth is thy neither sleep nor slumber. 
If that keeps my family members, if that keeps me as a Lord, I thank you for as I go on this journey, I am kept. You defend me. Lord, that you, you are keeping me. Is a, is a, we pray to, 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 to keep ourselves conscious of his defense. Not to activate him to defend us. Lord, Lord keep me safe on this journey. Look, before you went, you have kept yourself. I know what I'm saying. If you don't want to take that journey, you will get to the, you will get to the, to the, to the, to the, to the um, station and something will happen and you refuse to enter. I know what I'm saying. Now, the story of a, 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 a gentleman uh, who told me something. He said his brother was to enter into a bus. And all of a sudden, a, 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 a choir began. The, the, the choir was so serious. And he said, okay, he's entering again. And the bus got full and he left. He entered the next bus. I know what? On their journey, they met the bus that got full that he was supposed to enter into. The bus had been stopped. Um, kidnappers had shot the driver at taking all the people hostage. Why did God have to allow that drama? Because of that, his brother wanted to defend. So God will do everything to defend us. When we pray to him for defense, we are actually praying to keep ourselves conscious that he's our what? He's our defender. He will do everything to keep us safe. Amen. To keep us safe. Amen. And you know, we don't need to pray for him to keep us safe. Because he doesn't sleep nor slumber because he has to keep us safe. God chose to be our watchman without us paying his salary, without us employing him. Without us employing you employ every watchman. But God voluntarily chose to be our watchman without employment letter, without payment. What is God without? So when we pray to him, we pray to him with a realization of his word, of him being our defender. Him keeping us safe. Now, these are the reasons. You see, this reason is to keep us ever thankful. When the Bible says, A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at your right hand, it shall not come near you. And it says, Only with your eyes shall you see the destruction of the wicked. We don't understand such scriptures. If we understand it, we'll be more praiseful. We'll be more full of praise. Why? Because the things, the, the way God defends us, we can never pay Him to defend us. Remember, yes. we never employ Him to defend us. Not the beautiful thing about it. Even when we're yet sinners, He was defending us. Yes. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Even when believers, we see some people that they are not born again, but the Lord defends them from issues. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. They would have killed them, they would have destroyed them, they would not defend them. Even when believers, you see, the, the mercy of God is spread across, both saved and unsaved. I get what I'm saying. But the saved need to understand His mercy more. And praise him more for it. The saved just see it as a normal happenstance in life, but the unsaved see it as a privilege in life and as a blessing. And that's how we have to be what? To be ever, always praiseful. Because he is the one who does what? Who fights in order to what? To keep us. It means to not allow a person or thing to hurt, damage, or destroy. I get what I'm saying, something. So do not allow a person or thing to hurt, damage, or destroy someone or something. So the Lord, the Lord defends us by not allowing the devil to hurt us. By not allowing the devil to damage us. I get what I'm saying. By not allowing the devil. No wonder David said, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, the devil would have not damaged us. Jesus told Peter, I said, the devil sought the word. 
sift you as wheat to damage you to hurt you. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> when I saw the meaning of the word sift in the in the wheat, it means to 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 tie to to put a uh, a, a wheat in a bag and begin to hit it with sticks on all sides. That's where they sift wheat. Because they don't have to break it like a goosey. It's no, they are great. You know what I'm saying? The way you break it, you see, no, this is good, you can break it. You understand? Know I mean, that only way you break yourself. We, we break some, and we now have to do some extra work. Ah, that work was easy work. So, what is it? They sit with the tight in the bag, and they begin to beat it with sticks, the wheat, on all sides. Beat it. When they finish beating it, beating it, beating it, beating it, by the time they break it, chop, and they separated for what? Wheat. Jesus said, that's what the devil. The devil named Peter Bar. So that's what he wanted to do to you. To, be, to beat you on all sides. Beat you on all sides. But I have all faith for you. See, it is not Peter that prevented the beating. It was Jesus that prevented the beating. <laughs> so when God defends you, he prevents someone or something from hurting you or destroying you. Do you know how much the devil has sought to, to, to sift us? Meet us on all sides. And for the most part, we were pressed on all sides. But we were not despaired. Persecuted, but not what? Abandoned. The devil wants to sift us. And we cannot stop him. But our defender is the one who stops him. <laughs> you say, oh, oh, you don't know what I've been through. Sir, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through. If you actually went through what the devil wanted you to go through, if you are alive, you'll be deformed mentally. You'll be mentally buried. If you are still alive. If you are still alive. Mentally deformed, physically deformed, all round deformation. If you are still alive. So, the fact that you are alive, hail, healthy, and living is a proof that your defender prevented prevented the devil from sitting, yeah. from hurting him. Yes. What did God reserve? Who prevents the devil from what? Hurting us. Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, I repent of my sins, and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood, make me your own until eternity be my lord and personal savior thank you lord jesus in jesus precious name for your love gift of any amount to grace life kami podcast kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars you can send to universal merchant bank ghana Account number 033-154-551-2013. Swift code M B G H G H A C to give in CDs. 
Universal Merchant Bank Ghana, you can send to account number 033254551-2017. To give in Naira, you can send to Ecobank Nigeria, account number 554102-0592. Also, for further enquiries, you can call us on plus 233-54594-7132. OR, send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed. We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today. Beloved, remain connected to Grace Life Comey Podcast. Jesus is Lord.